So the theme for this one is entertaining with cheese because, you know, I don't think you should ever entertain without cheese. How could you entertain cheese? without cheese? Right. Exactly. It's always... Cheese is always entertaining. Just, you know, stick it in your nose. Very funny. <laughs> Maybe not your nose. <laughs> Welcome to CurdCast. This is the podcast for people who like to eat cheese. And if you're listening to this, you likely have a curd box of your own, which is a cheese and pairing subscription box. This particular box is a special edition for Peapod, Julie. Oh, and I'm Jen Mason, your host. (laughs) And with me is my co-host, Julie Fafan-Balzer. Hi, Julie. Hi. So, Julie, um, this is the first uh, edition we've made special for Peapod. I'm really excited about this. I am, too, because I think this is a whole new sort of concept of how to get cheese and pairings, you know? I think people are really going to like it. Yeah, and we went with all domestic cheeses mm-hmm. and some local um, some local products as well for pairings. And um, for those of you who might be listening to this, for the first time with your first curd box, because you picked it up at Peapod, you should know that we do this as a regular monthly subscription. Um, we actually will even ship to your house if you live in Massachusetts, Vermont, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire. Um, and then later in 2019, we're going to be shipping nationwide. So um, you can tell all your friends about it all over the country. Well, you can give the gift of cheese. That too. Um, so how we do this is Julie and I eat cheese together and we tell you what we think. And then we try the pairings and then we try them all together. So if you've got your own box, you're welcome to listen along, uh, eat along. Um, if not, you know, listen to this on the way to work and then hurry up and get home and eat all your cheese. <laughs> because then you're going to want cheese afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Julie, today we are starting, um, We are, like I said, these are all domestic. And um, I think I want to start with our little brie buttons, which are adorable. So um, I've cut ours up here so we can eat them. This is a very young brie. These were just made for us. They, this is made by Blythedale Farms. Um, they are in Corinth, Vermont. Um, it's pasteurized. It's only three to four weeks old. Um, and they usually make them in a slightly larger size, but for the holidays and for us and for this box, they made these tiny little two ounce breeze which is why we put two in the box super cute and i have to tell you right away looking at it sliced Mm -hmm. the thing that i notice is there is a u shape in the center of the wedge Mm -hmm. which is like a different color and different texture Mm -hmm. at least from a looking than the rest of the brie and i assume that's because it's young and in more aged brie would have more of that sort of um gooey consistency as opposed to a more sort of that almost to me just from looking again Mm -hmm. i haven't tasted it looks more crumbly like a goat cheese kind of in the middle. Yeah, it has the so- the center is definitely more solid and that part that goes around it that U shape is actually called the cream line. What? And yeah, so anytime you see a cheese where it's mm-hmm. a little creamier around the rind, so you have the rind, you have a cream line and then you have the rest of the cheese. Um, some cheeses don't have a cream line. A Swiss cheese, a Gruyere doesn't have a cream line, but uh, a brie style would have it. And um, if you kept letting kept letting this ripen, um, that cream line would go away 
to the center. So I think that's probably tells me that I haven't had a lot of young breeze mm-hmm. because I don't really remember seeing that difference in consistency and that sort of cream line area is what I'm more used to mm-hmm. when I think of a braid. Yeah. So they're all different. And now the nice thing about this is you'll see we've got this cut on our board. So if you guys have just a whole one, um, you can go ahead and cut it into wedges if you want. Um, but we've got it cut into little wedges. And the nice thing or is you can see if the whole thing will fit in your mouth. It will fit in your mouth. I, I would bet I would bet it fits in most people's mouths because it's so cute and tiny. I love tiny things. But you can see like this is not sticking to I'm moving them around on the No, it doesn't stick to them. the board at all. Yeah. So it's a nice one to be able You're to cut into this. You're just trying to clean that cheese for yourself by putting your exactly. fingers all over it. If you had a brie that was creamier than this, um, a lot creamier than this, I would not cut it up into wedges. That is one I would just put on the middle of a cheese board, put it, put, um, a knife next to it, I would actually cut a little wedge into it so people understand how to cut it, cut into it, um, you know, give them an example and people will take it from there. You know, that's actually such a good tip because I've always wondered when putting together a cheese board, like how do you decide which cheeses you pre-cut mm-hmm. and which cheeses it's more important to leave out? And I always thought maybe it was about it drying out or laziness. Yeah. Or... So um, it's mess factor mm. and ease factor. So if you had a really hard cheese like Parmesan on there, which by the way is really great on a cheese tray, not that we have it on this one today, but if you just put that on there and you put this like little butter spread knife next to it, nobody could eat that. You can't cut it. But if you if you use the tip of a knife and broke it off into little chunks, like little, we call them nuggets, mm. um, then people can pick one up and eat it. So a hard cheese like a Parmesan or a Pecorino Romano, um, you're really going to want to nugget that. If the brie is messy, you want to let them cut that. Um, a blue cheese I will it can be messy too, so I sometimes just let them cut that as they go too. Um, you just want to put the right knife with it. The best way to figure out if you have the right knife is try to cut it. And if it's a pain, pick a different knife. Right. So you don't want something too sharp. Like you don't need a steak knife to cut brie. Right. But you do need something hard enough to cut something a little harder. So um, so let's give this brie a try. Um, okay. So, yeah. So it's beautifully. I'm sniffing it. Yep. It has that kind of, uh, how do I describe that brie? It's like a little bit of funk. Mm-hmm. Let's see. A little bit. It doesn't have really much mushroomy taste. A brie, when it ages, would get more mushroom. Um, if uh, you guys are, you know, welcome to let this stay in your refrigerator for a week or so, and it'll definitely get more mushroomy, more umami as you Wait, go. Wait, you can age it yourself? It just gets older. Interesting. <laughs> hmm mm, I can really taste the difference between the firmer white, mm-hmm. the younger part in the center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Texture flavor wise, very different mm-hmm. from that cream line area. I like both of them, and I kind of like the idea that in one cheese, I'm getting two different flavors as I work through right. it. So here's another thing: some people don't like the rind. People are always asking, "Can I eat the rind? Should I eat the rind?" Mm-hmm. So um, I will tell you, our head buyer for our store is not a big rind person. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to eat the rind, especially on a cheese like this. I like to eat it with the cheese. So. The rind, this rind is really not um, too strong. Sometimes you'll get a rind that is very bitter, and then I'll be like, I don't want to eat any more of that rind. This one is pretty nice. Um, I would say especially with a small cheese like mm-hmm. this, it's, which is a lot of rind-to-cheese ratio, yes. it's important that the rind is a mild and good-tasting rind. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of a shame. Yeah. But I, I didn't, this rind was totally fine. You barely noticed it. Right, yeah. Um, what a I, young rind. What I like about this little one um, is that, uh, and when you carry them in the store... I see these as something to have like a cheese course, mm-hmm. like that just has this one cheese on it. 
you could choose to bake it and wrap it in I was a little. Say, right? Let's bake it and have some fig jam mm-hmm. and like just melt it and right? throw it on top. I mean, like, I don't say we. Let me do this and you go away. That sounds okay. great. I can do that in a little while. I will go away and you can have the other brie all to yourself. Um, but you can also just. Uh, you can put it out on the little plate. You can put some jam. Um, maybe the jam's warmed and the brie is not. Um, put a couple slices of pear with it. It would just be a lovely little way to start um, a meal, especially for a holiday, because this is entertaining for the holidays. So, um, but you can eat it in wedges just like this too. So, um, but it's a Brie's beautiful also good in a sandwich. It's also good it's like so good I mean, there are so many ways, and and even for people who like soft cheeses, brie mm-hmm. is sometimes it's an easy food at a party because it has that rind. Yeah. So you can pick it up with your fingers. You don't have to worry about needing a napkin and getting messy. Yep. So I always like it for that, too. I yeah. mean, that's why I think on virtually every holiday table that you go to <laughs> when there's a big spread, there's a break. It, always, always. And this farm that makes this Blydale was one of the original American artisan cheese farms. I mean, I think people don't realize, while we've had, like, craft cheese and stuff for here forever... The great artisan cheese, you know, movement in the United States isn't that old. They're one of the first, and they're coming the up on twenty-five years. Craft cheese and artisan cheese. So by craft, I meant the company craft. Oh, okay. As opposed to craft. Yes, that was a good question. I meant, I meant, you know, our commercial you commodity craft, cheese, not sea craft. Exactly. Yeah. No, I would say you can say artisan and sea craft cheese are are really similar. But you know, that's just twenty-five years they're coming up on. Um, all of their employees live within three miles of the farm. And it's a very, very local product. And for us in Massachusetts, you know, it's just up in Vermont. So I feel very local as well. Uh, Are you ready to move to Wisconsin? Take me to Wisconsin. (laughs) All right. Pack your bags. Um, So our next cheese is is Grand Cru um, by Roth. So we have had Roth in some of our other curd boxes um, in the past. This is an Alpine-style cheese. Um, it has won this year, 2018, it won second place, um, in its category. It's won the U S championship cheese contest, third place. It got the silver and the world cheese awards in the UK in 2014. It is, it is, well, you know, it's a good cheese. There is very good. This is a really hard category. Um, and it's beautiful. It's, uh, aged. So here's the cool thing. This is. Um, made in copper vats. Okay. Um, it's not, it's sort of the old style way to make it. Not a lot of people are doing that here in the U.S., but it really does help the flavors. Um, I don't know why or how, but it's a traditional thing. Um, after it's made in the copper vats, the wheels are aged for four months in the cellar. Um, but we should. Why don't you go ahead and give this a try? So. Which one is it? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I should tell you. It's this guy here. The long, well, there are two sticks. other cheeses that aren't breeze that look very similar. I do see a couple of holes in this yes. other one that we're about to try. But And this is actually an organic cheese, which lets me talk to you for a minute about while well, you're sniffing and smelling and biting. Um, so this is a beautiful cheese because... Um, oh, my gosh. Yes. I just want to say I'm so proud of myself. Why? I smelled this. Yes. And I was like, it smells kind of Parmesan-y. Mm. And then I bit it, and it tastes kind of Parmesan-y. And they, well, of course, they say smell is part of tasting, yeah. so maybe my brain is making me think that. So you're probably getting a little saltiness. I always mm. think when I hear when I taste salty, um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same texture as it. Nope. Definitely. But it, definitely but it definitely doesn't. has some of that mm. feeling. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, it's got a little bit of floral notes. You're probably getting that from the cows, you know, whatever they were grazing on. On the alpine mm-hmm. side of things. Yep. Um, a little fruitiness. Mm. That is a very flavorful, tasty cheese. I would totally love that. I can see if you hit it in a salad, mm-hmm. if you mixed it into a sandwich or the nice thing on a cheese plate is sometimes you need the pairings to make the cheese really flavorful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the cheese is just sort of like a wax cube. Yeah. But this is something <laughs> like it stands alone. It stands alone. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, I was just at a wedding this weekend and um, they had the quintessential cubed cheese tray. And oh, no. Everybody wanted to know what I thought it was. I'm like, there's one Swiss, one cheddar, and a pepper jack. Um, I thought it's always there, and it was there. And my mom called it hot cheese, and I kept thinking, where's the fondue? And she's like, no, I mean spicy. Um, oh. But, yeah, so uh, this is one that really does stand alone. It's just a beautiful, and it's not – It's it's got really a lot of umami, but it's not got a funk. So I think, you know, I think kids will like this. I think your grandma's going to like it. I think your – it has a Spouse really like interesting, it. like, thick aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I finished my piece yeah. of cheese, I can still tell that it was there. And not in a bad way. Not like, a bad not way. Like, ooh, now no, I got just, cheese breath. No, it's like I mean, it, I do, it lingers yeah. with you in kind of a nice way. Yeah, it's really, it's a really beautiful cheese. Um, I like it a lot. Um, let's see, I can tell you a little bit more about it. So this is the Grand Cru Reserve Organic. It's pasteurized. Um, it has vegetarian rennet. It's uh, six, four to six months old. Um, that it's was just an really beautiful. Fact that you taught me actually, yes. which is that most cheese is actually not vegetarian. I know it's really funny, and some people don't know that. Right, a lot of, a lot of vegetarians don't know that. I was going to say don't know that that it's not vegetarian. So you have to make sure that you have something that has vegetarian rennet in it, right? Yeah. Yep. So this does. This does. Uh, and it's delicious. And that leads us into another vegetarian-friendly uh, cheese. Our next cheese uh, on the board is Rupert. And this comes from Consider Bardwell Farm. Uh, it's in southwest Vermont. So sort of like you drive up Massachusetts, you hit like the border of Vermont, and they're, they're pretty much right there. Um, I think this is fun because there is a whale shaped pressed into the top of this cheese. Because it used to be a 45-pound wheel when they first made it, so they joked that it was a whale of a cheese, oh. so it had a whale on it. It's now just like 18 to 20 pounds, which is interesting to note. The wheels are not always the same. Um, so we order a wheel, and we could get 18, we could get 20 pounds, because um, it's whatever, when they press all the curds mm-hmm. that they happen to put in the mold. That's how much moisture was How in much there. moisture is in there, exactly. Um, so this has a little, little butterscotch sweetness in it mm. it's interesting even though it looks very similar mm-hmm. to the previous cheese the taste is wildly different very. and i almost feel like there's pine mm. smell and flavor in this in a weird way yeah i can right? almost get that yeah it's, there's like that bright like mm. i don't know i have to go get my tree next week it maybe i'll like walk Christmas. walk through the tree farm and smell this cheese and see if i can smell if it's mm. a fraser first right but there is there's a greenery there's a yeah it's a beautiful cheese. So this is seven to nine months old. So it's a little older than the last one. Um, it's the old maid of the bunch. It is the old maid, definitely. Yes, it's significantly older than the first one and a little bit older than the the second one. Um, but it's 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 delicious. But it's interesting that they visually look the same. They do. They look very similar. If it weren't for the uh, some of the the sort of like matchstick shapes that you've cut out of this piece mm-hmm. of cheese have some holes in them like a Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. 
So that's the only way that I can tell the difference. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, delightful. But that's one good reason why, if you're going to cut the cheese on your cheese plate, that you cut them into different shapes so people don't think they're the eating more of cheese, the same cheese. Right. So they really can see. That is a great point because if you cut everything into these logs, I would just think, oh, that's the same cheese yep. placed in a different area. <laughs> so it's a good idea. Squares, triangles, yeah. get out your cookie cutters hexagons yes here i come yes definitely all right i'm really excited for this next one i don't know if you have you ever had effie's homemade crackers the name is familiar to me i feel like maybe but i just don't remember it so they're made in hyde park massachusetts so well, they're a local why, for I've us seen them everywhere you've probably yes. seen them but give them a when take i have to confess to you the word oat cakes is not attractive to me. Oh, interesting. Well, give them a try and see what you think. I think calling them a cracker is a misnomer too, but I I like, it's a, I don't know what a ship name of a cookie and a cracker put together are, but I love these. Mm, it's a cookie. Right? It, yeah. It's, but it's not super sweet. Like, I think if somebody thought it was a cookie, they'd be like, oh, it's a cracker. If somebody thought it was a cracker, you know, they'd say it's a cookie. It reminds me of shortbread mm-hmm. in the sense of like, it's clearly a cookie, and it's buttery and it's flaky. So buttery. But it's not, like, super sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little sweet. It's definitely, to me, this is definitely a cookie and not a cracker. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what this is going to taste like with cheese, mm-hmm. and that feels creepy and weird. But okay. Mm, it's really good with cheese, especially when we start adding some of our other stuff. Um, to me, <clears throat> it reminds me of some of the, I don't know, the digestives uh, cookies mm, and stuff you get in yeah. the UK, and you just yeah, got yeah, back yeah. from there. Where you're like, oh, I thought that was going to be a cracker, and that was sweet, mm. right? So it's a it's a fun mix. But I love these guys. They make um they make a cocoa cake mm-hmm. too, which is so good with a little blue cheese on it. If you like the blue cheese and chocolate, I've or never seen these little cheese. packages of them though. Yeah, it's great. So we sell them in a bigger box, but mm-hmm. um, um, it's nice because. Again, uh, we've talked about this in, in previous uh, podcasts, so you should definitely go back and listen to some other ones. But having these little sample sizes, I think people think, oh, it's just for one person. But we've got one of the packs. There's two that come in um, in this box, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're huge, so we broke them up so we could have little bites. So we also weren't talking with our mouthful all the time. But, um, the, but finding these little packages and stuff and bringing them to a cheese plate is a <clears throat> excuse me, really great idea. For some variety. Um, okay. So let's see. What else can I tell you about Epi's? I bought like the big jars of stuff for a cheese plate mm-hmm. and then you end up using like the smallest, tiniest amount of it and then it sits in your refrigerator because you don't have imagination or let's not say you. I don't right. have imagination and I forget about it because yep. I bought it for a single purpose. <laughs> so actually buying a smaller jar, even though at the moment you feel like, yep. oh, this is so silly, is actually kind of better for me because then it's like people use it all. Exactly. And it's wonderful. Well, and talking about other uses. So because this is sweet like a cookie, and I think it definitely could be pulled off as a cookie. Right. Um, we always like to put well, other uses. It in chocolate and it's a cookie. <sighs> Chocolate that would be great, but we also I mean, thought about chocolate on a carrot, and it's right? A cookie. But so. what if you, you what if you found like a delicious ginger ice cream and made ice cream sandwiches with this? Is there a non-delicious ginger ice cream? Well, no. <laughs> it's true. It's like one of those things. People people who make a ginger ice cream make good ice cream. Yes. I just feel like I don't even know if I can name somebody, but I figure if they did, they went past Fudge Ripple. They, right. They probably make a good ice cream, but um, that would be a great use. Not that mm. there should be any of these left over. You should eat them all with your box. Oh, but I will. if you get another box of them, that's what you could do. Um, I think the cocoa ones would be really, really good with some um, fun, like a raspberry ice cream or. Um, 
Or I've heard there's some really great goat's milk ice creams out there, which would be tangy and fun. I don't know. I've got to try this. I'm not a huge fan. Like, I've had goat milk um, chocolate, Mm -hmm. and I've had camel milk chocolate Mm -hmm. and stuff. I find them to be very, and I like funk. But they're mm. very sort of funky. Yeah. I actually, my best goat milk story, which is completely tangential, not related <laughs> to anything, but I just have to tell it. All right. Is there's a friend of the family who raises goats. And I had never had, like, just, like, a glass of goat milk. Goat milk, right? <laughs> so she was like, oh, let me milk one of the goats. Oh, my goodness. Milk, milk, milk. Da, 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 da. The long story short is... I drank a glass of goat milk straight out of the goat. Wow. Well, not straight out of the goat. That would be awkward. <laughs> You're that good friends with the goat. I was say five minutes removed from the goat. But it was really like it was a crazy experience. Yeah. This is very cool. Yeah. All right. So let's. So here's going to be an interesting one. You're going to need to use your first one, the first pairing, the FEs, or your finger, I suppose, to try the next one, which is the Crystal's Raw Honey. So these came in sticks for everybody, so they're easy to like. Just cut off the end, and we've put them in, emptied them into a little bowl. Now, a stick would also be easy to empty into your mouth. You just sort of. I know, I know, but I thought you wouldn't share that way if I did it. Okay, I'm going to dip my finger in. Okay, go for it. So, this is a wildflower honey, and um, it's really interesting. So, this honey is made by bees that get moved around the country. So. that is some right? good honey. Isn't You're right. Good? I would not have shared. <laughs> I told you. Um, so they will take these bees around. I don't actually know how they do it, but they do it carefully. Um, they'll take them to an apple orchard and a blue. I don't know if a blueberry. It's not a patch because probably bigger than a patch. Um, cranberry crops, and even now they've started taking them to almond crops locations in California. Mm. So that um, and they get a different honey from each one of these, but. To help the growers pollinate their their crops. That was very cool. And I just thought that was so fascinating. So for the people that, you know, can't or don't want to maintain, um, you know, bees for just their growing season, these bees are getting also variety, I think be good to be one of these bees um they are very flyer bees very into their um their bees and the care and how they they um have their queens and there's a bunch of information on crystals raw honey but it's just a great uh local company that it's funny to say local because they move all around but um but it's the same the same idea and they're just they've been in business since 1958 mm. um it's been in the family for a while but um, the honey is delicious it's yeah. not just like sugar like sometimes i find that there's mm-hmm. some honey you get and it's just like you just taste sugar yeah it has the richness it has sort of a color it has um that thing that honey has sometimes when it heads towards maple syrup yes do you know what yes, i mean yes 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 and that definitely feels like that yeah and i think um you know i'd give you other uses for honey but there's like this would be good on anything, in anything. Yeah, it would be good on ice cream. It would be good mm-hmm. on yogurt. And it would be tea. good on your finger. It would be good, <laughs> you know. Um, but I actually think, without question, immediately when I see that honey, I was like, I want to try it with, what's the name of this cheese? Uh, that's the Grand Cru Reserve. Yeah. I was like, I want to try that with the Grand Cru Reserve. I feel like that is going to be a good match. Oh, you're just skipping ahead. All right. I am just skipping ahead. I can't help myself. All right. Well, let us know what you think. Mm. Mm. Delicious. Yep. <laughs> As expected. Yep. I think it'll be good on the brie. I think it'll, I mean, I think it'll be good all around. I saw you eat it on an at the oat cake. Mm-hmm. I bet that was good. That was very good. Mm. And it, I mean, it's just, it's so good. You, it's funny because I do like honey. I am a honey fan, 
But I feel like this honey makes me want to eat. Like, I, my brain immediately starts going, oh, I should put this in some tea. Oh, I should. Like, it doesn't just say enjoy this right this moment. <laughs> I keep wanting to think of Can I tell you my favorite way of using honey? Yes, you may. Toast some bread. Okay. Spread some ricotta onto it. <gasps> Drizzle yes. some honey over it. Mm. Shove it in your face. It's so good. I'm going to up that. Mm. Get um, really, really good quality ricotta or make your own, which is really not too hard to make. Um, <laughs> okay. Of the cheeses you can make, <laughs> okay. ricotta is on the easy side. Um, and um, But there's a lot of... So if you go to just like the aisle in your supermarket that has the like pink container of ricotta don't get that go over to their specialty cheese department and ask them if they have specialty ricotta Mm -hmm. you'll pay like two dollars more but it'll be worth ten dollars more in enjoyment Mm -hmm. um so use that drizzle the honey and then just a little bit especially if you have malden flaky sea salt but just a little bit of like kosher Mm -hmm. sea salt or something or also just a nice, little bit on there. A little bit, so a little piece of thin Iberico ham. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a little piece of prosciutto would be mm-hmm. really nice, too. A Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. Life is so good. <laughs> I mean, don't put the Diet Coke on it. Drink it next to it. Um, yeah. it's it's. But this honey is, is exceptionally delicious. Um, and I'm looking forward to – they've got a bunch of different flavored from their different crops. Mm. So I'm looking forward to um, moving through this. I hope to bring a bunch of these to – our curd box over the the next few years. Cool. Um, okay. Can you put the sticks in your purse, or will they melt? Or like, are they like an actual sealed container? Do you know what I mean? So they are actually sealed, and um, you didn't get to see it because I put together the board. But they come in little sleeves too, mm-hmm. almost like little clear straw right. sleeves. Like I'm thinking, if you're a person who likes honey in your mm-hmm. tea, like mm-hmm. I carry like fake sweetener yeah. in my purse for times that the restaurant doesn't have it. Like, yeah, I mean, could you just... If you don't have sharp implements in your purse, I think, uh, yes, definitely. Fine. And the nice thing um, you should know, and anybody out there who doesn't want to share, I didn't do it. I used a knife to cut off the end. But you just put the end in um, perpendicular to your teeth, and you can just bite it off and drink it out of the... Pe- That's how they had you taste them. When, right. I, when I first met them, they had those out for people to taste. And you have to sort of just give it a bite, and it pops open, and you just... Drink. release honey. the honey it is it's weird but delicious um and was it very handy i didn't get honey on me at all all right one more thing and then we can do some more pairing so um pot liquor kitchen jams are some of our absolute favorite at the store um our very first curd box that we had we had a smoked um maple raspberry or raspberry smoked maple jam which is our best seller but this one is perfect for the holidays. This is spiced red wine. So to me, it's like, a, well, one, a wine jam is always great um, because wine goes with cheese. But you get that sort of, I don't know, wassail, you know, mold wine drinks. Well, I was going to say, warm. I'm looking at the ingredients, which are super simple, and it says red wine, <laughs> yep. cane sugar, citrus pectin, cinnamon, allspice, clove, orange oil. So that's Christmas. Right? It's totally. It's the holidays. It's snowflakes and and snowball fights and um, and family. I don't know. So give that one a try. Again, uh, you can put it on a oat cake. You can <laughs> Stick it on my finger. Stick it on your finger again. I'm going to lick it off this cracker. Okay. People don't need to know what happens behind the scenes, Jen. <laughs> I know. I should get I should get tasting spoons for this so we can try them mm. here. What do you think? Mm. I think she says. Oh my yes. gosh! Uh, first of all, I have to just totally say this right away. I I don't like wine. Mm-hmm. I particularly do not like red wine. Mm-hmm. It is just too dry for me. I don't like the taste of it. This is delicious. Mm. For me, it's more like 
um, I don't know, almost like apple jelly. I don't know right. how else to put it. Cranberry. It yeah. and... It's so delicious. It is sweet but slightly tart. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Good choice. Right. You put Ap- together a fine cheese oh, plate, my thank friend. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, let's try things together. What do you think of it on that oat cake? And are you are you warming to the oat cake mm. name yet? If we call it a cookie. Okay, I'm going to call it an oat cookie. <laughs> I really want to put cheese on this cookie mm-hmm. because that blows my mind that that would be. I'm going to go with the pairing I think is going to be the least good. Okay. <laughs> doing. I'm doing brie. Doing some of the brie. With my oat cake because mm-hmm. I think that's the weirdest combo I can think of. Okay. Let's see how it goes. All right. Let me know what you think. Kamikaze mission. Mm. See, I think that would also be good with a little bit of the red wine on that bite. That was not weird. <laughs> it was totally Try again. delicious. Try again. Oh my gosh. That was so delicious. Right? Because actually now that I think about it, mm-hmm. you do often have brie with like a sweet chutney mm-hmm. or something sweet. So it actually makes sense. And so it doesn't feel like you're eating it on a cookie. It's right. not like there's a big chocolate chunk in it. You right. know what I mean? Which maybe that would be worth, or maybe it would be delicious. So um, on our information cards, in the, this gives me an opportunity to talk about them, in our box, you'll see that the brie buttons will pair really nicely with things that are sweet and things that are salty. Um, well, if I had read that before this. <laughs> um, they'll also go with something like a sparkling wine, a dry white wine, a rich wine, a rosé, a light red. You don't want to get really much darker than a, um, a light red because it would just overpower the brie what did you just try what is this one that is the rupert the rupert mm-hmm. and the spiced red jam jelly wine jelly whatever mm-hmm. fantastic nice amazing love the combo i'm actually thinking i need to start getting into triple layers here where we mix mm-hmm. like the cookie with the this with the that you know more of a sandwich type I thing think definitely so i think i'm gonna go in for let's try oat cake yep with honey yes a fine combo already. Mm-hmm. And then let's throw some brie on top of that. Nice. See how that goes. I, I, I'm doing this in the, for the name of uh, science. It's good. It's good. And the other two cheeses we have pair with all six flavor profiles. So um, when you look mm, at the sheet, you'll see <laughs> sweet, spicy. <It's> so good. <laughs> Salty, nutty, sour, and umami. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. <laughs> so how does, it cha- how does the honey change the brie at all? So, the honey mm-hmm. makes the brie softer and more mild. Okay. Less pungent or sort of ammonia-y the way mm-hmm. the brie can sometimes be, yep. you know? Softens um, the edges. It does. I don't even notice the rind. Yep. And interestingly, especially paired with the Effie's oat cake, it's this only salt then in this that you're really getting mm-hmm. is from the brie. Yep. As opposed to also getting salt from a cracker. Yep. So, it has such a nice, delicate... Flavor, and I think you actually focus on the creaminess of the cheese more than anything else. And so the umami on it is wonderful because in your mouth you've got this like crumbly, buttery cracker with this creamy feeling. And then there's the sweet of the honey sort of sliding and gliding all around and enveloping the whole thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I would say that would definitely be a hit, a huge hit. Nice. But, you know, I think the thing that I really love about the cord boxes and that I've learned is that you, <laughs> oh, good, you brought, well something. I did maybe we'll say but you know is that you brought so many things that I thought were going to be weird oh you know I, I always mean, do you know? that but I, I like to do that to you or like when you did the beer box yes 
and I don't drink beer. And I was like, oh, no. You thought you were delicious. the wrong person for it. But, but that's the thing. Not. And that's what the reason I like the cord box is I feel like it opens me up to trying things I wouldn't have tried to sort of thinking about brands in a different way. And I think partially because I've, I've, I'm so used to that cubed cheese plate. Right. I have said my whole life I don't like hard cheeses. <laughs> right? I feel yeah. like I don't like hard cheeses because when you get really cheap cheese, like, you know, right. the goat cheese or the softer cheeses tend to be a little more flavorful. Right. You know? And so, but now that I've had really good hard cheeses, I like hard cheeses. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's about what you like. So I know from spending a lot of time with you before we even did this that you like a little funk. You like umami. Mm. Um, and I know you can find those in hard cheeses. Yeah. Um, Which I did not know. I thought hard cheeses were only going to be about. You've had some bad hard cheeses, my friend. I guess I've always felt like hard cheeses are waxy. It's either mm-hmm. Parmesan, super salty. Yep. Or it's waxy. Like, where are the things that are flavorful? And, like, you've shown me really month after month that there's there's a wide world of hard cheeses that really have flavor. Yeah. Uh, well, good. I'm going to keep doing that. And uh, I think hopefully the um, the Peapod people, the people who order their Peapod. <laughs> the pod people. <laughs> the pod people. I hope those of you who got uh, this box are, um, are enjoying that um, beyond just... Which you normally would do when you order a box of cheese from um, from a, a, a grocery store. I mean, the thing is, I think a curd box is an event, right? Right. You open it, and you've got three cheeses, three pairings. And now you can do all kinds of mixing and matching and playing. You can, my, uh, you know, fiance and I have shared it as a meal, just mm-hmm. the two of us, and, and had leftovers, by the way. Yep. And we are not small eaters. Yep. Um, where we were, you know, chasing things back and forth and mixing and matching. And I like this combo. I like that mm-hmm. combo. You know, you feel like a little kid building a, a, a pyramid out of your yeah. food, right? <laughs> it's like, it's play. Or it also, uh, you know, works really well if you're having people over. People come over unexpectedly, which happens at the holidays all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You can very quickly, without even thinking about it, put together a fantastic cheese board by simply cutting up your cheeses and opening up the pairings. And yeah. then, you know, you six or seven friends and everybody is happy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're out there and you like this, feel free to go to curdbox.com. And check out our subscription so you can get it coming to you regularly once a month. But also, you know, let the Peapod people um, know that you enjoyed it because they uh, they did this for you. They wanted to bring more local businesses to you um, in the shopping experience. So let them know you liked it and uh, you may see some more of us in 2019. Um, if you want to follow Julie, you can follow her at WhatJulie8. You can follow Curdbox at Curdbox. And our store, Curds & Co. You can follow uh, our cheesemakers at Roth Cheese. They made the Grand Cru Reserve. Um, Blythedale Farm, B-L-Y-T-H-E-D-A-L-E Farm. Um, you can also follow Consider Bardwell Farm for our Rupert. Um, you can follow Effie's Homemade for the Crackers, um, another great local place. Potlicker Kitchen is at Potlicker Kitchen. And our last one is at Crystal's Raw Honey. And that is it for this box. I hope you'll come back for another box. I know Julie will. She does anything for free cheese and pairings and um, yumminess. So thank you for listening. And we look forward to talking to, to, talking to you again. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.